Hey there, mom. Are you juggling all the things in motherhood from managing your time, getting healthy meals on the table, to being a present wife, all while making yourself a priority without feeling guilty? I get it. It's overwhelming. And guess what? The fact that you need support doesn't make you a bad mom. And that's why I created the Real Happy Mom podcast. I'm Tony Ann, a wife and a mom of two little boys, as well as a general dentist and reservist in the Navy. And I get it when it comes to being a busy working mom. On the Real Happy Mom podcast, I'll interview real moms to chat about real life experiences. These guests and experts will help you to navigate the motherhood journey by providing answers to your questions and concerns surrounding raising children, self-care, time management, and so much more. So if you're ready to get rid of the overwhelm and start being a real happy mom, join me inside the Real Happy Mom podcast. And we are back for another episode of the Real Happy Mom podcast. This is episode number 106. And today I will be talking to Sloan all about these things when it comes to pursuing our dreams and our passions. Now, moms, I know that you have some things inside of you that are very deep down in there that you would like to pursue, whether it be your passion or your calling. And there may be some things that are preventing you from doing that. Now, in this episode, Sloane is going to be helping us out by talking about what it actually means to pursue our dreams when we become a mom and how she made a promise to her son that she wasn't going to give up on her dreams when she gave birth to her son at 16 years old. She talks about her journey from having a cleaning business to going to the fashion business and the number one thing that is preventing moms from pursuing their calling or their passion. Now, she talks about celebrating the small wins and why it's so important to remind yourself to be a part of a community where you belong um, and are with your people and why your kids are not an excuse for you that you're not pursuing your dreams. And instead, they're actually the fuel or the catapult that are going to help you to reach those dreams and goals. And then lastly, she talks to us about why we don't have to choose between our passion and our kids and how we can have them both. Now, Sloan does give a little bit of tough love, but I promise you this is definitely what you need. If you are in a crisis where you're feeling like you can't pursue your dreams or your calling, or you're feeling something tugging you, but you're, you know, talking yourself out of it. So make sure you stay tuned to the full episode because this is a really, really good one. And I promise you, you'll love Sloan once you're done listening to her. Anyway, let's go ahead and jump into episode number 106 with Sloan. All right. Welcome to the podcast, Sloan. It is so good to have you. (laughs) So good to be here. So excited. Yes. And I'm excited to talk to you just because you bring a different story and perspective that I think will help us moms out. But before we jump into our topic and to your story, I just wanted you to share a little bit about you and your business. Yeah, for sure. Um, I am from Hawaii, a small little island in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Um, I have been an entrepreneur, a speaker, um, and a coach for women primarily who are wanting to build uh, their thing, wanting to start their purpose or passion. You know, some people call it a side hustle. Some people want to transition. Some women want to really transition into pursuing the calling on their life. And so what I really help women to do is create a plan and a system that's going to help them to do all the things, (laughs) all the things. Um, and still maintain, you know, a life that that allows them to be at home with their kids and 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 all of that, uh, 
wonderfulness. Um, but I want to just brace, like you might hear a pause in, in my voice, Tony Ann, because what I want to really say too, is that what, what we believe in, what I believe in is that there really is no such thing as balance like that. It's all a little out of whack. <laughs> and so what our tribe does is, is come together and says, yeah, we want to pursue the calling on our lives, but it's okay to be messy. It's okay that it's a mess. And, uh, you know, so we can start there <laughs> with that truth. <laughs> it's okay for it to be messy. Yeah. Yes, yes. And I love how you kind of set me up here because you are doing some amazing things as far as helping women with building their side hustle, their finding their purpose and all of that. But you didn't always do this. And I loved the beginning where you shared your story with me. So I just wanted you to share with our audience how you started and got to this point yeah. where you're at now. Okay. I love that. Yeah. You know what is funny is I just... Before we got on this this podcast, um, friend, I was telling Tony I was running a little late because I actually was on the phone with my oldest son, who is in California. He's having a little bit of a we need to have a mom mom and mom and son conversation. So he's twenty two years old. Um, if you saw me right now, you'd be like, "What? You look twenty two yourself, Sloan." And I would say, "Thank you so much." Just joking, I don't. Um, but the question I always get is, "Whoa, how do you have a twenty two year old?" And um, because I was young, I was 16 years old when when I had Mark, uh, and that was the beginning. It was the beginning of me having to uh, really wrestle with what does it mean to continue to pursue my dreams when people are telling me that that okay, now you're gonna you know you got to be a stay at home mom. You you know the best you can do is welfare. Maybe you can you know maybe you can do community college. Like there were those kind of things that were being spoken in my life, and I made a decision when I had Mark that I was, I was holding him in my arms and I was looking out a hospital room window. And I said to him, I made a promise to him that I wasn't going to give up on my dreams. And I think that's counterintuitive as, as women. Cause I also say that when I gave birth to Mark, I also gave birth to this thing called guilt. And I just instantly felt that everything I did was wrong and I was guilty of all the things. But for some reason, uh, you know, I held him and, and my faith, it, it's my faith. It was this, it was the spirit of the Lord, like on me. And I just had him in my arms and I was like, I'm not going to give up on my dreams and I'm going to do it for him. Right. Like I promise you this little precious boy that you will see the fruit. You will watch. And through that, then, then maybe you'll never make excuses either. Or when life gets hard, you'll be able to go, well, my mom did it. You know, my mom made it through. Like if she did it, I can do it too kind of thing. And, um, and that's where it started. That's where all of the, that's where all of it started. And it, it was a bumpy road. Um, I ended up going to college despite what everybody said is, Stuck it to him. No, <laughs> um, that, 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 let me prove you wrong thing was in there, you know, and um, thank the Lord. Like it, I, I was really blessed with that grit, I think. And I just really kind of honed that in. And I graduated from college. I got a degree in communications. Um, and then I decided that I, I didn't want a job. I was going to become an entrepreneur. That was smart, right? Um, and, and then I, I stumbled along the way, you know. So my background is a mix of traditional business, 
Um, y'all, I, at one point I had a cleaning business. I was, and I was the cleaner, right? Um, and then learned how to scale that, cut my teeth in that, um, went from cleaning houses to commercial deals, large scale commercial deals, and then turned that into, hey, if I can do that, what if I really pursued the calling on, on my life? So then I went and opened up the fashion business because that's, that's what, what girls do, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so then I was like, okay, I'm going to do retail. And I went into retail and I did all of that. And through that, I, I found a partnership with other women who were wanting to start their things too. So part of the boutique was like this breeding ground for what I called makers. Um, all of my, my fellow sister friends who wanted to sell earrings or wanted to do like whatever, you know, make t-shirts or whatever. And, um, through that, long story short, a partnership with uh, the Small Business Administration, helping women to start, grow, launch their dreams, their things. And I'm saying this, it's really fast forward because I don't want to bog you down with the gritty details. But the point is that, you know, I started there holding a baby with the odds against me. And the only dream that was crystal clear was that this was not going to be our future. Something else. There was something else. There was more for us. And then that just rolled in one thing to another, um, you know, over 22 years later now, later, because um, he's 22, I have had the blessing and the privilege of coming alongside other women and helping them to do very similar things, launch, grow, and start their, their businesses. So, huh, long story short, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Yes, yes, I love it. And one thing you did not mention in that long story short is about your book, the book, oh, Girl, yes. You Can Do Hard Things. Oh. And I love, love, love that title. And I was just, honestly, like, I'm just curious, like, how you even got to that point? And what is the story behind that book? Oh, yeah, that's good. Um, So how did it get to the point? Well, uh, I work with a beautiful company called Self Publishing School. Um, I wrote a book about seven years ago called Living in Your Light. And um, when I partnered up with Chandler and Self Publishing School and came on as one of their coaches, part of the beauty and, and the, the, the culture behind all of that is like writing another book. So I started that journey and I was like, okay, hey, I want to write this book. I, I, there's something that I want to say. And, and part of it was asking myself, well, well, what do I want to say? What do I say all the time? What's that thing that, you know, when I'm coaching or whatever, what's always coming out? And it, it is around the theme of you can do the hard things and leaning into the hard things. Right? And I'm always telling, um, telling people, the sisters and the misters, lean into it. If it's hard, go there. Um, a mentor told me a long time ago, the biggest, the biggest out of the biggest challenges will come your biggest blessings will come your greatest reward. Right. And ultimately to me, that meant leaning into the hard things. And so when I sat down to write, I would go around in circles about what is it? What is it? What is it? And then I got really crystal clear one day, honestly, my daughter was going through some challenges. She's now 14. Um, and when I started writing the book, she was entering her 13s, her teens and, um, the pressure of, you know, growing up, being a girl in this time with social media and she was struggling with her friends and, and boys and all the things. And I thought, what do I want to say to her? 
what do I want to say to her? So actually every chapter in the book, um, secretly it's for all the, it's for all the girls, but really it was, it was what I want to say to Kalea. And so I dedicated the book to her and, um, and I, 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 I poured over it. I poured over it. And I just thought, um, ultimately through each of the chapters, the thread is girl, you can do it. You can do it. Yeah. So that's what it is. Thank you for asking me about the book. Oh yeah. It's a labor of love for sure. Yeah, definitely. And, and like I said, I love the title of it because that was the first thing that I thought of was, you know, that we can um, do those hard things. And like you said, leaning into it, but I feel like as moms in particular, it's like, we don't Mm -hmm. lean into those big dreams and to those big passions. And I was just wondering after working with so many women, what is the number one thing that you see that holds women back from pursuing their passion or their calling? Mm -hmm. Man, so good. Hmm. A theme that um, I'm going to be honest that that comes that's coming up for me right now in my life, and that I I see often is this. Some people will call it like imposter syndrome, right? Or and and so, so there's something about that word imposter syndrome that doesn't quite hit home for me. So. So right now, if you could, if you guys could see my face, I'm trying to find the vocabulary, the word that I actually really want to use, because it's not really imposter syndrome. It's like this. It's like oftentimes we um, we feel like there's a calling, right? There's something that we are supposed to do that is not necessarily aligned with the thing that we are doing right now, and or it's more of what we are currently doing with with our lives at the moment. It's either one of those two things. But then the problem is, or the challenge that comes is like, we think that when we are being called to a dream or when it is something we're supposed to do, that it was supposed to be pretty, that it's supposed to be beautiful and rainbows and the sky is going to part. And like the Lord himself is going to come down and be like, this is what you should do, you know? And and you're going to go, yes. And like a whole like trumpet band is going to come behind you and you're going to like dance party to the finish line. Right. Surprise, sister, (laughs) mama, it don't look like that. Oftentimes what it looks like is you are on the floor crying your eyeballs out. The kids are hungry. Your husband is upset (laughs) or, or, or sitting there with you. You know, I don't know, but you are in a mess and you start to come through that mess. And sometimes you're even in the mess like that. I see this a lot. I see this a lot with, with women in particular, they're in the mess, in the fire. And they're like, Sloan, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to help other women. I'm supposed to help other girls, right? Or I'm supposed to whatever, because I don't want what I'm going through for somebody else to go through or, or you've come through it and you've learned so much. And, and you're like, okay, the, this is what I'm supposed to do. And um, yeah, so I think that, that, that space is messy. It's, it's um, scary because it's vulnerable and it really is what you're supposed to do. But unfortunately it didn't come in a nice package and a pretty bow. So 
we have to unpack that. I guess that's what I would say is the the number one thing I hear all the time. Yes, yes. I love all of what you said because I was just thinking about that too, how messy and scary and frustrating and all the things that it can be. And we will oftentimes like talk ourselves out of it, like, oh, all of these things are Mm -hmm. happening. Then this shouldn't, this is, this couldn't be it. This is not what I'm supposed to be doing. (laughs) I'm, yes, totally. All the time. That sign. Oh, that's oh, yeah. nope, that's a roadblock. Mm-mm, not gonna oh, go yeah. there. Yeah, totally. Because mm-hmm. that's that's my thing. It's like, oh, I don't feel at peace about it. Like, there's, I don't have peace. Like, there's no peace. <laughs> so I'd be like, oh no, 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 uh, uh-uh. like this is not where it's at. But I love how you say it. Like, you know, like we have this vision of what it's supposed to look like and it's not pretty and beautiful and rainbows like you said it's hard and I was just wondering like what is one thing that you would tell us moms if we're in the middle of it or getting ready to go through it like what would you tell us like what can we do like right now when it comes to pursuing that passion or that calling so good subscribe to Tony's podcast (laughs) thank you like get connected with community Second of all, right? Because, because I mean, I can give you all the tips and the how tos and this and the that or whatever. But the truth is, when I look at you know our most successful, let's say I'm doing bunny ears here, right? Because everybody's definition of success is your own. But when I look at a woman that I've worked with, that will say like, like nailed it. This feels successful to me. Whatever that is, right? When I really look at like. When I think right now, I've got all these names going on, these like these these beautiful faces popping into my mind right now. What the commonality of their story is is that they were okay to not be okay in it. Does that make sense? That what I would say, like the one thing that I would that I would say is is that. Um, that sometimes we get caught up in like what the outcome is going to be, like what that end thing is going to look like. And and listen, that's important. Let's not get, you know, derailed around that. Like it's important, but also celebrating the, all the little things along the way, the tiniest little good things and hiccups and challenges. Um, it's really important. And the way that we do that, the way that we remind ourselves to, celebrate the way that we say, Hey, okay, I'm not in this by myself. <laughs> right. Like sometimes I need to be like, are you like, are you going through this? Cause I'm feeling like, you know, like a certain way about it or whatever challenges with work, hiring people, staff, whatever, um, funnels, all the things, the way that you do that is to be in community. It's to be able to say, I have people around me that know that what I'm going through and they're, they're like, it's okay, girl, keep on going. So that would be my biggest thing because you know what, you'll learn all the tips and the tricks and the how to's and the whatnot and what software to use and blah, blah, blah. Like you're going to get that. But if you can belong somewhere, if you can find your people, um, at the end of the day, when, when things get hard, cause they will get hard. Uh, you need your family. You need your tribe of people that are doing the things that you are doing. 
And I love how you talk about community because honestly, I, I don't know if I told you, but when I was thinking about 2020, my word for the year was tribe because I wanted to create that community around me because I saw how I was trying to do all the things and be superwoman and it wasn't working. <laughs> and I kept telling myself, like, I can't do this by myself. And what really got me was, I, I've said this many times, sorry if you've heard this before on the podcast, but I remember having a conversation with a woman and I was telling her, you know, like we all have the same 24 hours as Beyonce. And she came back with, well, we don't all have the same team as Beyonce. And I was like, point taken, because <laughs> I didn't realize like the way Beyonce is able to be like humongous if she doesn't do it by herself <laughs> she has people helping her and she has people supporting her and so I love how you say community because yes real happy mom tribe is definitely a community that we can definitely support you with helping with those dreams so yes thank you for setting that up for me so yeah that is so good I love that I love that Tony it's so true it's like I, I imagine the real happy tribe mama group it's like when you come into the doors you can actually take your cape off yes <laughs> right like put the cape leave the cape at the door girls we do not need to be flying around like we're <laughs> super woman that is like oh my gosh yeah oh I love it so good yes yes mm -hmm. now the other thing that I wanted to talk to you about is I know a lot of times we get scared by, I think our dreams kind of scare us. Like, let's just be real, like, because they're big and humongous and all the things. But yes. I think another thing that we do as moms in particular, as far as talking ourselves out of things is we make our kids a reason why we can't get things done. And I wanted you to talk to us about that because I know you have some strong feelings about that. Oh man, I do. <laughs> I do. Listen, it goes back to that moment where I was holding Mark in my arms, right? I could have very easily had every reason and it wasn't an excuse and excuse. Like he wasn't, you know, having a baby at 16 is a reality, right? You actually can get, you, you can, they let you out of school early, you know, they put you in a special program, like all those things, right? So I guess that's to say I could have used that situation as an excuse. And I think back then I learned that I need to use this as my catapult. Like I need to use this as my quantum leap as opposed to, I need to use this circumstance as the fuel that will help us to get to where we need to go, as opposed to the situation that could perpetually keep us there, okay? So then I took that, and you're right, I do. I have, I'm getting all sweaty, because I do, I have, and I have AC in this place. Um, I have strong, strong opinions about that, because I I think, and and hear me with, with an open heart, mom, this is not a conviction situation, right? This is me saying from my heart to yours, your child is your, it, it, this, the situation that you're in or whatever is going on, let that not be an excuse for you to stop pursuing the dreams and the calling on your life. Let it be that quantum leap for you. Do it together. I remember, Tony, I'll tell you a quick story. So about three or four years ago, I was uh, in the world of network marketing, top producer, flying all over the place, maybe leaving, you know, 
Hawaii once or twice a month for this island girl. That was a lot. And uh, I remember getting some some mom shame around that, right? Like, I'm just going to say it because I'm whatever. In-laws, you know, judging, being a little judgy, being like, oh, well, you know, you're on all these trips, like, you know, and I'm like, I'm working. Like, I am working, right? And uh, and I, I remember thinking, because at the time, my soon-to-be ex-husband, you know, was in the military and went away a lot and did a whole bunch of stuff, but there wasn't that 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 thing around there, right? Around, there wasn't that kind of judgment around that because apparently my profession, apparently it was an option. I don't know. I'm being sarcastic, ladies. Um, but I'm, I'm saying this because there was almost like this thing of me or, or people like expecting that because you're a mom and you are also juggling the pursuit that somehow that's, that's not okay. Or, you know, it's easier for you to say, Hey, I can't because I've got, you know, my kids or, Hey, I can't because whatever. I just want to say that that's not fair and it's okay for you as a mom to be fully in love with your business, fully in love with even just being, being a stay-at-home mom. It's okay for you to be fully passionate about the secret book that you want to write or that blog you want to start, right? Or whatever it is. It's okay. And and we have to, at some point, say, it's okay for me to love those things and to also love my children 100%. It's okay. I do not have to choose between the two. This is not a, which one do I get to choose today? No, honey, you get to have them both. And if somebody tells you otherwise, you just come to this podcast and say, Sloan said so. <laughs> Sloan and Tony said so. You get to have them both. You do not need to choose. And when that choice is off the table, you no longer get to fall back on the excuse of, oh, but I'm just a mom. Oh, but I need to, whatever the thing is. You fill in the blank. Okay? Okay. Glad we can have that talk. (laughs) Yes. Yes. No, that was so good because I was just thinking about all the things. You know, one thing that I think is funny I don't know. I'm going to share this. I know my husband's talking to me, <laughs> big mouth, but um, my husband's African. And I feel like even though he says that he's not like the macho, like African guy, like he has his moments where he can be a little macho. <laughs> and it's funny to me because like, you know, like culturally, like even in the U.S., like culturally, like you would see like the man working and it's okay for the woman to stay home, but our roles are completely flip-flop. So I even get, like you said, the guilt too, because like, you know, I'm working full-time. I also am in the reserves and then I'm doing this too. So of course I get a lot of slack, like, oh, you don't spend no time with your kids. Like, boo, they gotta eat, right? (laughs) Like, don't make me feel bad because I have to work. Like, I love how you just gave us all permission and now we have the freedom to do the things that we enjoy do things that we love outside of our children so thank you thank you for that you're so welcome (laughs) i am the champion of that i will tell you i will lead that club sign me up (laughs) i will lead that club and i will be there with like like (laughs) banging people back um because you just said it like we have every right as women to 
provide and to to work just as hard, right? Like I will go toe to toe with any man, woman, undefined, like what I, I'm trying to be like politically correct here, but like <laughs> I will go toe to toe because any like we 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 have that permission. That's what it is. We have that permission. I love that. Uh, can I just add one thing? Because I love yes. this conversation and I hope this speaks to somebody. Um, ambition is not a dirty word. Okay. Ambition is not a dirty word. You can be ambitious, sister. You can be as ambitious and as angry and as on fire as anybody out there. And I think that actually comes from us being mamas. It comes from our womb, right? Like we created life. We are fierce. And because of that, and, you know, and for you moms out there that maybe you didn't create that life, but you're raising that life. Like that is unique. It is special. And we bring that same passion and fire to our things, our businesses, like whatever it is, right? So I feel like what happens and what you're kind of talking about, because I have experienced that as well. And I actually hear that a lot. I hear that a lot. I'm, just, I'm coaching a woman right now that it's the exact same thing. You know what? It's okay. I guess I was <laughs> under all of that. Like, listen, it's okay. Your fire, your ambition is so good. And the world needs that. And our girls need to see that it's okay for them to be fierce and powerful and strong and creative and nurturing and, and, and instinctual, all of those things. Like that's the beauty of us as women, right? So um, I, I also say this, I am not a feminist. I'm a humanist, um, but you better believe, I believe in the power of the woman's roar. And I'm all about a really fun girl gang. So um, <laughs> that is, so I would just say all of that. Um, so yeah, anyways, Tony, you can cut me off because I can go on and on. But listen, <laughs> ambition is not a dirty word. Yes, yes. I love that. And I'm so glad you pointed that out too. And so usually I end the conversation with give us a word of encouragement or a motivational quote, but you've been giving us all sorts of encouragement. <laughs> I'm full of them. I'm dropping all of them. Yes. So I I don't know if you have anything else that you wanted to share before we signed off, but yes, I want to give you that opportunity. Thank you. You know, I will say this, my last quote of the day, Um, something I'm working on right now, which is today, this is all that I am. And I'm okay with that. I like that. Very simple and to a point. I love it. (laughs) Now, so we have had so much fun talking and all of this. (laughs) I just want you to share with us where we can find you online if we want to connect with you, because this is something we don't want to just do just here on the podcast. We want to take it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Um, Hit me up on the Instagram. That has been my favorite platform as of recently uh, at Miss Sloan Keeney. And you can also drop by the website sloankini.com we just got a fresh new facelift it's fabulous and it's fun and it's fierce um thanks tony thank you so much 
I adore you. You are so special. <laughs> Thank you. You are like, you are just this amazing light in the world. And I'm so glad that, that I can call you my friend now. I'm so, so excited. And to be a part of the Happy Mama tribe, that tribe there, I can't wait to, to hang out and get to folks. Yes, yes, definitely. And thank you so much for coming on. This was awesome. I appreciate it. Now that does it for this episode of the Real Happy Mom podcast. To find the links in the show notes, make sure you head over to realhappymom.com slash 106. And there you'll find all of the things that were mentioned in this episode. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, you can do a couple of things. One, you can send me a voice message by going to realhappymom.com slash 106. Scroll down and you'll see a box where you can go ahead and leave a voice note. You can send me a message, tell me how much you've enjoyed this episode or something that you want to hear on this episode that we haven't already talked about. You can also let me know that you've loved this episode by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. If you don't listen to Apple Podcasts, that is okay. Go ahead and screenshot this episode wherever you're listening to and put it in your Insta story so that we can share the message about Real Happy Mom to other working moms who need to hear this. Now that does it for this episode. I'll be back again for another full episode next week. Make sure you join me then and I will see you there. Take care and with lots of love.